This is an RNZ podcast. Kerry Allen's resignation as a Cabinet Minister wasn't the only one triggered by that fateful car crash last weekend. The fallout was also felt at RNZ. Yeah, this is newly appointed Radio New Zealand board member. His name is Jason Arkep, and he's been pretty outspoken in the past. But when you're on the Radio New Zealand board, you've got to be impartial and you have to be independent. But he's had a few issues regarding the coverage of what's happened to Kitty Allen, particularly the commentary and the politicisation of the saga. And he's been, um, there's some of his comments have been targeted at Chris Hipkins because Chris Hipkins allowed Kitty Allen back to work uh, and he didn't like that he allowed her back to work uh, so soon. That was News Hub's Lloyd Burr on News Hub at 6 last Tuesday. Now at that point, former journalist Jason Ake was still on the board of RNZ, having been appointed to it less than four weeks ago. And when prompted by reporters, the Prime Minister Chris Hipkins said it wasn't appropriate for a board member of a Crown entity to comment publicly on political matters, as Jason Ake had done last Monday on social media. But what was it that could have compromised him as a board member or RNZ itself? Well, with reference to the downfall of Cabinet Minister Kerry Allen, Jason Arke wrote this. When there's blood in the water, the sharks circle, and they're more than happy to digest every last morsel and watch the bones sink to the depths. It's a blood sport. And Jason Arke also referenced the experience of the former National Party leader Todd Muller, who recovered from a mental breakdown to resume his work as an MP eventually. But as Jason Arke pointed out, that takes time. But the broadcasting minister who appointed Jason Ake to RNZ's board, Willie Jackson, was also not thrilled to read those comments, and he told reporters this in Parliament. He's always been quite uh, vocal about issues, and uh, he's going to have to stop that. Did you keep that, keep that in mind? Did you keep that in mind when you appointed him to that role? Because he's always been known as someone who gives his opinion freely yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, no, well, you know, I thought a bit of common sense would have taken place and that he would have... I pulled back. He will pull back, though, because, the, as I said, the chair's been in touch, uh, and uh, he's going to have to if he wants to, to stay a board member there. The other side of it, he wasn't exactly supportive of us, so uh, that's the other side of it, isn't it, you know, Thomas? So, um, you know, uh, when I looked at the, at the post, but it's still inappropriate, as the Prime Minister said, uh, and he's going to have to stop. Now, as Willie Jackson said there, RNZ's chair, Dr Jim Mather, had been in touch to remind Jason Ake of his responsibilities under the Public Service Commission's Code of Conduct for Crown Entity Board Members, which says this. When acting in our private capacity, we avoid any political activity that could jeopardise our ability to perform our role or which could erode the public's trust in the entity. Now on the face of it, much of Jason Ake's Facebook post could be construed as a reflection on the media as much as on politics or politicians, and his comments were not explicitly or aggressively politically partisan. But there is heightened sensitivity about this these days because of the Tafatu Order Chair Rob Campbell publicly criticising opposition parties' health policy recently, which led to his sacking. And that was amplified when media commentary of other politically appointed board members was scrutinised in the wake of that, among them the work of former broadcasting minister in a Labour-led government, Steve Mahari. Now in a statement earlier this week, RNZ's chair Dr Jim Mather acknowledged that Jason Ake was new to the board of RNZ, which is true, but he's also a former journalist and a communications professional who's currently Waikato Tainui's communications manager. And Jason Ake has experience in handling public projects and contracts, and along with his wife Deborah Jensen, who is also a Māori communications consultant, they're both directors of a consultancy called Native Voice. 
Now, RNZ said earlier this week that no further comment would be made until Dr Mather and Jason Ake had had the opportunity to discuss the matter further. But Jason Ake didn't wait for that to put out more of his own words on the matter, on his own channel and in his own terms, as NewsHub's Lloyd Boer also reported last Tuesday. He's doubled down in this afternoon. He went on Facebook again and he's made some more comments. The latest one saying that mental health is a topic that needed to be talked about, particularly because it affects Māori so much. Now, Broadcasting Minister Willie Jackson, uh, he's told News Hub that he's willing, he's going to speak with the chairperson of Radio New Zealand and he's pleading with Jason Ake. Well, evidently those pleas fell on deaf ears. Jason Ake's second online post said that Kiri Allen's predicament underlined the need to focus on systemic inequities facing Māori, and he also referred to an ideological premise that we as Māori must conform. And while he thanked some journalists for getting the key message about Kiri Allen, he repeated his criticisms of the media. Mental health and well-being is the silent killer, he said, and a swathe of Māori journos got it immediately. And Jason Ake even put numbers on it. 21 Māori journos got it, he said, more than the entire complement of our two major media entities in Aotearoa, who between them have more than 700 reporters on the staff. And all this seemed to amuse Mike Hosking of News Talk ZB when he was catching up the next morning. Who's on, on the board of Radio New Zealand? I'd never heard of him, so I looked him up yesterday. He's out of Radio Wātia. So immediately, the moment you see that, you go, right, there's Willie's friend. So Willie puts his mate on the board and then Jason has a bit of a spew about Kerry Allen and the Prime Minister says, that's not acceptable. And Willie says, that's not acceptable. So Jason, instead of going, oh, whoops, I should have read the rules around impartiality and behave myself, then goes and spews a bit more. So they're going to have a, going to have, to have a word with old Jason. That's what happens when you give your mate jobs. Jason Ake and Willie Jackson were colleagues in the past at urban Māori radio station Radio Wātea, and Willie Jackson also appointed Jason Ake to the group to make the strategy for the future of Māori media back in 2020. But Jason Ake doesn't seem to have been the minister's mate this past week. Jason Ake told the New Zealand Herald he quit the RNZ board on principle because he would have been unable to stay quiet about broadcasting decisions which impacted Māori. In response, RNZ's chair Dr Jim Mather said he was disappointed and that this was a missed opportunity. But he added, Crown Entity Governments has its own tikanga and protocols that need to be observed. And that was reinforced by the Deputy Prime Minister Kamel Sepuloni, who told TVNZ's Te this on Wednesday. It's really important that they are seen to be impartial and they're not getting involved in the politics in any way. They've got really important roles to play and so the public need to have faith in uh, them being impartial. Meanwhile, the Fano Ora Minister, Pini Hinare, told Takarere, we all know Crown Entity board members must represent all of Aotearoa. And Foreign Minister Nanaya Mahuta, formerly the Minister of Māori Development with responsibility for Māori broadcasting, said Jason Ake was now free to speak his mind. And after that, Rob Campbell, who quit Tafatu Ora because he'd spoken out politically himself, wrote a piece for the Herald the same day, applauding Jason Ake for, in his words, having the guts to speak his truth, in which Rob Campbell also argued they should not remove people 
or put pressure on people to resign while in a position because their public views are not mutually shared or are inconvenient. Nor should they be censored or silenced. They can appoint new directors when their term is served. Though that really isn't ideal either for good governance, as Heather Duplessy Allen pointed out on her News Talk ZB show on Wednesday. But, but if you are prepared to have the board members speaking out and giving us their political views, then what is going to happen is that when, the, when there is a change of government, you're going to have the next lot coming in going, OK, here's the list. Rob, Rob's obviously a Labour lovey, gone. Uh, mm. Jason's obviously a Labour lovey, gone. And you start having a clearing out of all of these board members every single time you have a change in government. Do we want that? Do we want to have people who are seen to be aligned with certain political parties? Or do we want, even if it's a figment of our imagination, the sense that they are neutral? In a comment piece for The Herald explaining his own decision in his own words this week, Jason Ake said that he also represents Te Whakaruruho, or Nareo Irirangi o Aotearoa, the umbrella group representing more than 20 iwi radio stations around the country. And he claimed that this obliged him to be politically noisy. And this would have placed me on a collision course with the political neutrality expectations as set out in the Crown Entities Guidelines. But it wouldn't if he refrained from criticising political decisions or individual politicians or discussing RNZ's business out loud in public. In fact, comments that Jason Ake has made on broadcasting matters before he briefly joined RNZ's board have broadly mirrored Willie Jackson's own aspirations for state-owned media, and specifically RNZ. And presumably, that's one of the reasons he appointed Jason Ake in the first place. For example, even after the government's plan for a new public media entity was scrapped in February, Willie Jackson has pushed for more Māori programming and content on state-owned broadcasters in prime time. And at the same time, Jason Ake was telling Radio Wātea the same thing. Where is the um, allowance for decent Māori stories? Because we've got an, an opinion and a view on a whole range of things, and that's not reflected in the uh, television uh, high-rating programmes um, that are put out there. It shouldn't be ghetto-wise um, into digital online platforms only and that's the point the point is you've got the parent um organization that receives the bulk of the funding um carrying on doing what it's doing in the meantime government welfare or government money um has been sought to provide a much more accurate picture of our narratives our people our stories And in another interview, Jason Ake had firm views on what the RNZ and TVNZ merger could have achieved for Māori content creators. The uh, human capability and capacity out there is really, really limited. Um, And it doesn't doesn't make uh, decent sense for the Māori sector to fight with itself in order to bring uh, to the market, you know, good, competent uh, Māori content makers, journalists, uh, producers. And so that's where I look. I think that's where the uh, TVNZ Radio New Zealand uh, merger ought to have looked for what a, um, a decent template um, would look like. And while the just-concluded three-year Public Interest Journalism Fund copped flack for incorporating treaty-based principles and prioritising Māori journalism content and topics, Jason Ake had concerns about the commercial media getting that money, and he aired those on Radio Waitea in late 2021. Well, not only that, but why would you um, put yourself in front of uh, an environment that 
is diabolically opposed or structured in a way that doesn't recognise the value uh, that Māori uh, bring to the discussion. The internal culture at some of these organisations is so ingrained uh, that it has become, well, it's become part, if you like, uh, of the carpets, not just the carpets, but the, uh, the curtains and everything else. So there needs to be systemic change inside these commercial organisations. They need to decide whether they're there to make a commercial buck or whether they're there to adequately tell our stories uh, from our perspectives. And not only that, but grow a bevy of reporters who understand that bevy, uh, that um, value proposition. Now, in addition to the Public Interest Journalism Fund funding, Māori Broadcasting Content Funding was boosted by $82 million over the past two years, all part of the Māori Media Sector Shift Review, which Willie Jackson appointed Jason Ake to oversee. So having said in the Herald this week that Crown boards and entities must be more diverse, why has Jason Ake rejected a governance role at RNZ, which has its own Rotaki Māori strategy for the years ahead, which the Minister, Willie Jackson, has called for in the past and now supports? Well, this week we wanted to ask Jason Ake about all this, but he hasn't responded so far to our calls and messages. In the meantime, it remains to be seen who will be appointed to that vacant role on RNZ's board now.